Welcome to More with Mo. My name's Mo Reese. More with Mo is brought to you by AverageMoPOV.com. Today, as always, recording here in the San Fernando Valley, in my office, the Lego storage unit. The girls who used to stay here before COVID called it the Moasis. I just call it home. So, um... We record, or I say we, I mean the multiple personalities in my head, um, a a couple, usually a week to two weeks ahead. So um, I usually do a joke about COVID and where we are in quarantines or whatever, but this is a week early and I have no clue. So wherever we are, people, good luck, have fun. I hope you're okay. Um, So uh, last week's guest um, was from Florida. And you know what? Somehow, somehow two in a row. Usually it's Vegas, but somehow this week I got another one from Florida. So here on the phone all the way from Florida is Nikki Sweet. Hey, Nikki, how you doing? Hey, Uncle Mo. I'm great. How are you? Oh, you went with Uncle Mo. Oh, nice. Uh, so um, your PR person, Triple X Star PR, has kept Uncle Mo going for a number of years. And that his joke? Yeah, that's oh, his yes. joke. But it's funny because, you know, it'd be the girls who would try and call me daddy, which is not really my thing. Because <laughs> I kind of... maybe think of. Well, I identify as more the drunk uncle, you know, the fun uncle that drives a Trans Am and, you know, gets the kids all wound up. That's, that's me, you know. And so I don't drive a Trans Am. I drive a minivan. But, you know... Um, so thank you, thank you, Triple X Star PR for that continuing <laughs> joke. So Shout Nikki, out. <laughs> um, how are things in the great state of Florida for you? Things here, I mean, honestly, I love Florida just because it's so laid back, very casual, but also like everyone's running their hustle, you know, like getting their work done. <laughs> it's nice. a great time out here. Nice. Now, have you always lived in Florida, or did you move there? I moved here right after I started porn. Um, I'm from Utah, actually. Oh, the, Utah. I actually just spent um, last month. Uh, my girlfriend Carla and I went on a road trip uh, through about seven states in the West, and we spent uh, two nights in Utah. Uh, one on the uh, Salt Flats outside of Salt Lake City one night, because we stayed in our van. It was a road trip. And then the other night just outside of Zion. We're actually just literally outside the park in Zion. And Utah, I hadn't really been there before, but it was absolutely amazing. I mean, we enjoyed Salt Lake. We enjoyed a lot of the, a lot of the places there. So. So, uh, you know, Utah, Southern Utah, especially. Yeah. We have some friends that are from there as well. And it's just, it was beautiful country and it was, you know, the people were really nice and it was just overall, it was a, it was a really, it was a really nice trip and it was really, uh, enjoyable, uh, experience. (laughs) So why would you leave Utah to go to Florida? Why would I leave Utah? I mean, nice is a good word for it, right? Like all the people are very nice, you know, like it's, how do I say this? I mean, obviously, like, it's a very religious state, you know, very, like, I mean, I guess to my mind, it kind of all felt fake to me. Okay. <laughs> like, I feel like people, I like, didn't feel like they could really be open or, like, real with each other because they felt obligated to be nice or, you know, to treat everyone like family, that kind of idea. No, that's that's totally fair. I grew up in Eastern Oregon, so when you're saying this, I can actually relate to it. So you know, so I understand where you're going. So it, it is, it is a, it is kind of a because of family and because of the areas that you're in and the people that you're you're around. It is, it's very nice people. It, it, some of these places are very small towns. You, you go outside of Salt Lake. So mm-hmm. so when when you say that, I don't want to say fakeness, but that that type of thing where it's almost like people are putting on cover. Do you find that now that you you moved to Florida, you don't see that as much? 
a lot less out here. Like, it doesn't feel like people feel obligated to be, you know, like, any way to you. You know, in general, like, if you're good to other people, that's how they'll be to you, which is theoretically, like, you know, like, the Christian ideal anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I just feel like like I can be myself myself more here. Um, You know, in Utah, there's also, like, they're very big on modesty, like, covering up. And as a porn star, that (laughs) can be hard for me sometimes. So, like, I feel like I can dress more the way I want to here, but, you know... Plus, it's summer all year long, so I can't complain about that. I hated the snow growing up in Utah. I hate being cold. <laughs> sure. Now, uh, because I'm, I'm gonna because because you are from Utah, and uh, you know a lot of uh, I grew up in Eastern Oregon, and a lot of the kids went over to uh, Brigham Young, and you know mo- moved into Utah, and so I knew a uh-huh. lot of the of the the older people um, above me in class, and it, it was funny, um, and so I'm going to throw you under the bus. I'm gonna I'm gonna target you here uh, <laughs> because I notice on your Twitter feed there's a lot of anal. And there was a, a fairly well known that if you went into Salt Lake and things like that, the girls were giving up the butt a lot more for their own, if you will, religious reasons. <laughs> so, just out of curiosity, does do, is this true? Is this is this why you do all this anal? Was it because you come from Utah? So, if you look at my Twitter, so just barely, I was on all anal scene with Kay Carter where she did anal. And I didn't. There have been a lot of, like, tweets about that recently. I actually haven't done anal yet in porn. You haven't? I've done it, like, once in my personal life. Okay, because I saw your Twitter feed, and there was a <laughs> lot of bodies and a lot of... And I thought the scene that I saw, you were doing the anal as well. So, okay, so that... Oh, so you both didn't do it. It was just her. Okay. Yeah, I'm working up to it. But, yeah, I shot for all anal, but I didn't do anal. Like, who knew, right? It was a really, That was another really last-minute shoot that I did, but that like, ended up being cool. But. Well, you shot my whole, whole theory down completely. That Okay, so <laughs> guess what? Girls from Utah do not like anal. Sorry, they don't like, do it in their first all, scene. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's more, I hear about it more with Catholic school girls almost than with Utah girls, like... I don't know. I bet Utah girls are more likely to do hand jobs or something like that. And like, well, at least I didn't have sex. Like, I didn't go all the way. You know, I can still repent. Yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> this was it. a '90s thing because uh, you know I, I'm a I'm a little older. But yeah, that was that was the big thing. It's like, well, I'm still a virgin. It's like I look back now and go, oh no, you're not. <laughs> There's an urban myth, you know, that was like started with BYU or something. Like they say, if you put it in, like. You know, you stick the dick in, but you don't move it. They call it soaking. Yep. <laughs> then that doesn't count or something like that. I don't know if people really believe it, but people always joke about it. Hey, I, I mean, everybody can live their own lives and do whatever they need to do. Um, <laughs> I call the three minutes of sex that I have with my girlfriend sometimes like great sex, you know, and that's just me going, hey, I'm a stud. Like three minutes. It's like whatever she says is that that's a whole different thing. So, okay. Na- a good three minutes over a really long, I don't know. <laughs> Not fun, half hour. I, I always like to say, oh, this never happens, honey. This never happens. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay. Um, so let's, now we're going to jump back in the Wayback Machine and back up a little bit. So uh, now that we jumped right to anal, you know, so we got to back up a little bit. So <laughs> to anal, let's back up. Yeah, hey, we, you started porn now, uh, according to you, uh, in November of last year. So in November of 2019, you got into mm-hmm. the pornography. What made you take that first scene and what kind of scene was it so it was just solo work so that was really easy to say yes to 
from some, you know, like company that I felt like no one had ever heard of. Uh, they're European, but they do some shooting out here too. Abbywinters.com. And so I was already posting on Reddit, like so many girls right now, <laughs> trying to get an OnlyFans started, you know, think about Snapchat and all that. So I was already going that route, but I wasn't showing my face yet while I was still finishing school and wasn't sure what I wanted to do afterward. And then they, so I got a message from that company on Reddit to come do a shoot in LA and they were paying for my travel, paid for my Airbnb where we do the shoot. So it was honestly like a really easy yes, you know, sure. <laughs> not a lot of risk involved. It's just solo work. And I think it was something like, oh, I made like 600 bucks. Okay. So that was just really easy. You know, I was like, oh, I just went, I orgasmed a couple times and made some money and went home. <laughs> okay. And so, wanted to keep doing more of that. So, so you were, cause you were in the, um, obviously, you know, the latest generation of, uh, performers in the adult industry. Um, when, when I came in, we were still in DVD. The internet was obviously, you know, a, a thing, you know, 13 years ago, people were doing it, but you know, webcamming was still up and coming, things like that. Now we have a whole new generation that it is only fans. You know, when you say mm-hmm. things like Reddit and all this a decade ago, none of this was even really thought of in that type of view. We were on Twitter, early day Twitter, and still people were living on MySpace, you know. So, yep. <laughs> so you've obviously been exposed and around that type of social media for, for a number of years of, you know, in your adult life. Um, mm-hmm. What made you want to jump? What was making you post photos of yourself online? What, what, was, the, what was the reasoning behind that? So the first time I ever did it, it was just kind of for fun, you know, like, oh, this is kind of, you know, when I was like, post this picture of my boobs, you know, I don't show my whole face. It's just sort of like, you know, it's exciting, right? And it's just like fun to get responses back and stuff. Okay. Um, and then, so, but yeah, my boyfriend at the time, like he watched a lot of porn on Reddit. And so he showed me like the girls that had like the Amazon wish list so-and-so like like oh like this girl has this many fans on only fans it's this much per month like that's all anyway look yeah. how much they're making sure and so when i really did like the math and looked at it it's like yeah like why wouldn't i be doing this <laughs> no. but um when it like is so easy and it's just something that like i already have the tools to do <laughs> and so like that's like first what got me into it and like that there were so many girls that made money doing it that never showed their face which you really can do now mm-hmm um but what I wanted in the end like I decided I wanted to grow my brand more like I wanted like, the potential of having a lot more fans and that's why I started thinking about doing uh, professional shoots nice no I think I think that is a you know uh I, I think people are seeing more and more about OnlyFans and going oh my god I can make money I can you know that I mean mm-hmm. but you do have to grow your brand to be able to make the big money you know when you hear yes. these huge it's like somebody goes oh <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I had somebody tell me oh I'm gonna do an OnlyFans and it was a complete civilian person I was like oh what are you gonna do well I'm gonna show off my feet and I said <laughs> and how are you going to publicize that you're showing your feet I was like do you have social media well I have an Instagram are you going to post about it on there? Well, no, I can't. My family will see. So how are you going to get people to see your feet? Oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? So growing you your brand. traffic from somewhere. Exactly. That's how advertising works. So, mm-hmm. okay. Now, you decided to come into porn and shoot your early scenes um, without knowing it just before a global pandemic. Um, yes. and so, you know, we, we didn't know. And so, you know, when we were January and, you know, when we were at the AVN convention and awards, we didn't know what was coming. Uh, did you go to AVN? Uh, 
No, I actually met my agent when he was coming. So we both came to the airport. He was coming from the AVN Awards. So right when they ended. Oh, wow. So you've not experienced that yet. But you came in in a time where it's like, hey, I'm going to start my career. Oh, my God, everything just stopped. So everything like they canceled porn. Who knew? Right? Exactly. And we canceled porn for quite a few months. And I know established performers that had moved along quite well because their fan base followed them onto the other platforms. And hey, you know what? If you are, I'll use Angela White because she's an easy big name. If you aren't seeing Angela White on one of the other 15 things that she's on, hey, I'm going to follow her directly. How did you take that jump of the few things that you did or whatever you did before COVID? How did you use that to your advantage to um, up your name and uh, and your fan base during COVID? How did, how did that work for you? So basically, like I'd only done a couple scenes when I came out, like things like Bang Bus, Roadside, um, not for but my agent and I, we've been talking a lot about, like, things we still wanted, you know, like, to work on, like, just, like, ways I wanted to improve. Um, and so, like, it was really nice over COVID. That gave me some time to start, like, working out, like, just being healthy. So, obviously, like, the money stress was real when I, like, completely moved across the country, you know, obviously left whatever I was doing in Utah to come do, you know, to come do this. And then out of nowhere, that got cut off. Um, but, like, things like the... Why is the word not coming to me right now? What they're trying to do another one when they disperse the money for COVID. Um, oh, the the uh, the yeah stimulus. The, yes, yeah, so the re- the relief the the twelve hundred bucks basically. There we go. Exactly. So yeah, they obviously like, helped a little bit. Um, but really, yeah, like it all kind of opened up just in time for me. And I was doing things along the way, like there's sexting online. So there's a site that I use called my, called my girlfriend. So that one, sex Panther, that definitely helps me go along, but I didn't have much of a brand yet. And so it was really like where I was so, so ready for it to open and just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. <laughs> was just so like ready to get to work. Nice. And it looks like you did shoot a fair amount uh, to at least get in some content before, in theory, you know, if we end up closing down or if you're listening to this now, if we've already closed down or if within, you know, when you've listened to this, you know, COVID has magically gone away. I don't know because we're we're we're, we're, we're a week and a half in the past. So whatever's going on in the future. Um, and so, OK, that's cool. Now, you mentioned to me that you were going to college before. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was college in Utah. Yeah. Nice. And then did you, and what were you studying when you were in school? I studied psychology and sociology. I got a little criminology certificate, modelology. It was fun. (laughs) Wait. And so did you, did you graduate from college or did you go, eh, I'm tired of the ologies? (laughs) I did finally graduate. Yes. Uh, It took me like six years, like take a year off to go live in Washington, but you know, I got it done. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, and do you have, I mean, unless, you know, I mean, I, I don't think many people are becoming overnight millionaires with OnlyFans and things like that. <laughs> do you have plans of after you go, I'm done with porn, do you have plans of going back into, you know, one of the, you know, into uh, psychology or anything like that? Probably not, unless I really, like, feel like I want to go do a master's degree or something like that which right now I feel so burned out of school and papers and all that. 
Sure. I can't even think about it, but, you know, maybe ask me again in two years. Sure. <laughs> um, if I did do something, I almost, like, would like to do it within the industry, like, um, like working for, like, more mental health services for sex workers. Um, you know, I'd still like to be related to the field, even if I'm not still performing. And that's where I, I was. I, it was kind of a leading question before I before I threw it at you. But the industry is in a solid need um, for you know psychologists and psychiatrists and people that are friendly to the adult industry. Many talent are. Um, concerned or don't feel that they can speak everything to a therapist uh people who have uh i don't uh, you know i have my own mental health issues you know i suffer from bipolar disorder i take medication and i'm very open about it because i feel that the more open we are the more we can help other people and be compassionate towards others and i i've had luckily a great psychologist who has been completely cool with my porn career who's followed me all the way through it so i know not everybody has that benefit Benefit. So um, I think that's definitely a space if you were still interested in it once you get done with porn, because it's a, you know, it's a wild ride. If you're done, I, I would say that would be a, a solid career thing that you would have a, uh, a decent amount of people interested in hiring you for your services. From what I've seen so far, yeah, I can see that there's probably a need because I mean, people come from all kinds of different places to come to this industry and sometimes it can be really normal, but you know, like, obviously, there's a lot of, like, things like substance abuse in the industry that, like, you know, really, like, affects everyone at the end of the day. Sure. Um, so, I don't know, like, we'll see. Like, it'd be definitely cool to see, like, what direction we could go to improve that. And like you said about people not feeling comfortable always speaking up on set, it'd be good to have more third parties there, just, like, other options. No, definitely. And when you when you mentioned substance abuse, um, definitely there there is and there always has been, and I'm sure there will, always will be. But it, that is like in many many other um, you know um, industries. Take you mm-hmm. know, for example, because the music industry is an easy target with sex, drugs, rock and roll. I can imagine somebody who may have a drug problem that's in a rock band that tours around and is laying on the couch at psychologist's office when the, he goes, yeah, or she goes, yeah, you know, I've been doing coke for the past three days and the psychologist is going to go well you know you're in a band yeah i mean but when it's a girl who's been doing porn for six months ago i've been doing coke well suddenly there's going to be and i believe uh, a different reaction to that um based Absolutely. off of sex versus music so uh but no i like think people worry that you're not like in a good state to do it or you know like you're doing things for the wrong reasons that kind of idea exactly so i know i think i think that's great and congratulations again on graduating now you mentioned you went to washington i'm i'm going with washington state not washington dc mm-hmm. yes where where did you go in washington um i was just living in, i lived in seattle for it was close to a year maybe nine ten months i just like i'd never lived anywhere but utah and just really wanted to just go try something new. So I went out there, literally like found my roommates on Craigslist, um, a couple other girls that wanted to move there. And yeah, just oh, kind of a cool year. I did, what was I doing that year? Oh yeah, I was working like as a, like a restaurant hostess, things like that downtown, some retail. You know, I just wanted to be somewhere else, just try something new. Now, where did you, what part of town did you live in? Did you live right downtown? I was living like a little bit north of downtown, like oh. 20 minutes north. Okay. So and then I like take the bus down to work every day. So fun. Uh, I went to school in Seattle for art school right around the time you were born. 
Um, and, uh, or I was finishing up school right around the time you were born. Uh, but I lived right on third and Blanchard area. Uh, and, uh, so I was right downtown and then I moved over to Queen Anne. So I've been all over downtown Seattle. It was different, obviously in the nineties. Uh, but an amazing city. I, I love that city. So, um, yeah, I go back whenever I can. <laughs> I think coming- I like, like Mount Rainier, that area too. Coming from a small town and Eastern Oregon and, you know, obviously a different um, uh, social group, a different um, uh, overall economic group of people uh, going up, going up to Seattle was a great coming out of high school, going and, you know, getting exposed to things that I had never you know seen before. So it was mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a great town. It. Now, <laughs> you'd mentioned that you like to travel and you'd mm-hmm. mentioned Europe. And I'm just curious, what, what kind of travels have you done? Yeah, so at first, so while I was in Seattle, like, I was working, so the, the restaurant that I was at was in a hotel, so there were, like, a couple travel perks there, and a lot of the people I worked with um, went on trips all the time, so that kind of got me thinking about it. Um, so first, like, I did, like, a little, like, tiny trip to Puerto Rico, and, like, just on my own, and that was, like, just really cool, like, fun to experience. So then I decided to do, like, a month-long tour Europe, which where I'd always wanted to go, and so it was like it was a college tour group, so not study abroad, as in you didn't get college credit. It was just, um, but yeah, like a guided tour thing. Like you had to be under twenty eight to go, and I was just gotta go like see all the major sites. So we went to I think ten different countries. So it's like Greece, Italy, Germany, Spain, um, Switzerland. I was to think Netherlands, Czech Republic, all over. Wow, that so, and that was for a month. Busy few weeks. <laughs> that was a, that was a month or a few weeks. I think so. Their tour was thirty five days, and then I think I like stayed an extra week or something on my own. Wow, that's that's an impressive uh, trip. I've done I've done Tokyo for a week but I've never done Europe and uh, we were I was, and I've never been to Asia <laughs> I was supposed to go to Paris uh, it, it the you know a few months ago um, and it didn't uh, didn't happen obviously because of COVID but wow that's that's quite a journey <laughs> now why what what do you enjoy about travel for me, I mean, like, I love just seeing things that used to be, like, things like the Eiffel Tower, right? We've all seen it in movies, pictures, whatever. It almost doesn't feel real. And then you're standing there, and it's right in front of you. Or, like, one of the first things I saw was the Parthenon in Greece, which, like, I've always kind of had, like, a per- personal interest in Greek mythology. So that was so amazing, like, all the things that they've preserved over the years there. And I see, like, all the museums and all that, like, all the museums, cathedrals. It's just there's so much to see out there, and it's so different, you know, from everywhere I grew up, which I love. Common theme there, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Did you – was there anything as you're going around? Um, I'm going to use the loose example of the Mona Lisa. We've all seen the Mona Lisa for, you know, our lives. And then you come mm-hmm. to find out the Mona Lisa is actually a very small painting, and some people go, oh, my God, I was so disappointed because it's a postage stamp. Whatever. I know it's small, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's, a lot of people said that. When you went around and you saw the Eiffel Tower, when you, you know, the, you know, these places, was there anything where you were like, wow, that, that's not as uh, grandiose as I thought it was. So was there anything where you're like, eh, I'm fine with not seeing that again? 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, the Mona Lisa, you know, you go there and it's like this whole room is just crowded, full of tourists and they're all pushing you and trying to get their cell phone picture or whatever of the Mona Lisa. Like, you know, it was really annoying. Like, I, you know, by that point, I felt like there's plenty of paintings here. That one's not so exciting. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm never going to see that again and that's fine. Um, I'm trying to another example was that in general, Paris, like... I did like, and it was cool, but I felt like it was maybe less friendly than other cities. Um, it kind of has that reputation in France anyway. Yeah, I was like, they're not uh, known for their niceness. They're not, no. So that's not why you go anyway. Um, but I'd like to go to more, like, places in France, because I think I really just spent a few nights in Paris, and that was it. So, you know, I'll go give it another chance, but I don't know. Like, Italy, I feel like I could spend so much more time there, like, you know, and all the different cities just never leave um germany like berlin wasn't really like a favorite my favorite just because it still seems so well obviously berlin got wrecked so they had to rebuild so it feels like a more modern city sure um where places like munich is more like the germany i liked <laughs> um it's funny when you mentioned the uh the, the idea of people taking pictures of the Mona Lisa with their cell phone. I'm a photographer and I take a lot of pictures and I'm totally notorious for taking selfies and things like that. And something, something like the Mona Lisa. I don't know if I would actually want to take a picture of it myself. I think I would just want that experience of going, I saw this. I was there. Mm-hmm. I saw it because you can go look up a hundred thousand pictures on Google of it within seconds. I, I I just think sometimes living the experience as opposed to focusing on getting that photo, I think we miss out on that. And I think especially things that are so iconic, you know, take take a step back and look at stuff and go, wow, this is iconic for a reason i may not know why but just observe it and then go eh, i can go find the the photos elsewhere uh, exactly there's plenty out there right now me, the leaning tower piece that was like that there's people everywhere taking their pictures you you know you go way way out there to like the middle of nowhere to this tower there's all these little tour like you know little touristy shops but they're not really great you know yeah they're just the only ones around uh, I always love that's people when they come to Hollywood. I've heard more and more people um, over the years where it's just like, wow, Hollywood's really disappointing. I was like, what did you think you were going to see here? Angelina Jolie isn't just walking down Hollywood Boulevard, you know, uh, you know <laughs> polishing stars. I mean, it's like. Celebrities everywhere. Yeah, it's like this is, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting place and this is where movies are made. But Hollywood Boulevard is kind of a sad place, you know. I mean, there's, you know, there's mm-hmm. you know, a couple theaters and stuff that are the real really cool and i recommend people going but if you thought it was going to be grandiose oh you have another thing everyone wants your money yeah exactly it's like the the tourist shops it's like okay so now you mentioned um you that you like going to the beach and um for and i'm going to go ahead and say it again for the people out there who know me um and including my girlfriend i don't compliment that often but when i was scrolling through your twitter feed you posted a couple selfies today um 
of you. Uh, you may have had some sort of makeup on. You may have had something, but you looked all natural, just kind of beach day girl, the freckles, the whole thing. And after all, seeing all your other photos that were definitely from porn sets, it was just a really refreshing, beautiful images of yourself that you shot. And I, I have to give you credit for that. I thought that was amazing. I'm blushing so hard right now. <laughs> so my, I guess you go to the beach. Now, is that for enjoyment or, you know, and obviously tanning and all that kind of stuff, but is this kind of a getaway for you or what do you do when you don't want to be Nikki sweet for an afternoon? When you, when you want to escape the social media, the only fans, all of that stuff, when you just want to be you, what, what do you do? But yeah, that's really what that is for me because I, it's like, it was always my dream to live on the beach. And so, right. Like when COVID started, basically, um, that's where I landed. So it's been so great because there's not very much we can do right now. Right. We can't like try not to spend time with other people too much. Um, and so, yeah, like that's like, other than just staying inside, which I think we're all sick of something that I can go out and still do while still feeling like I'm being safe and yeah, still get good outdoor time. It's kind of like meditative. Yeah. Sun's always good for you. <laughs> now speak for yourself. I am having so much fun inside because I'm a Lego addict. So I can <laughs> literally sit in my office and uh, sort Lego and build stuff. And I have a huge, a gigantic collection. Um, I could do this literally. Yeah, if it was, like, shut down for the next six months, I could be constantly busy. Like, there would never be a time where I'd go, I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. I constantly have stuff. So um, I'm not wishing that. I'm just saying I, I do need a job that pays money because the Lego doesn't pay the money that I wish it could. So, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Well, Until your YouTube channel blows up or something. I, you know, I tried the YouTube channel and it didn't it didn't quite <laughs> didn't quite take off uh, as much as I had thought. Uh, I so I'm I'm going to stick to uh, a little bit of Instagram and stuff and then hope for the best. Um, yeah. But Nikki, thank you so much for calling in. Um, where can your fans, your followers, your stalkers, where can everybody find you out on the interwebs? Yes, all of those people can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Those are both at It's Nikki Sweet, OnlyFans at It's Nikki Sweet. Um, I also have a Reddit, you know, it's kind of fun, Naughty with Nikki. So yeah, check all that out. I also have a ManyVids, Pornhub, BottleHub. So you can find all of that from my Twitter with my All My Links page. Nice. Well, thank you again, and uh, I hope you, uh, you know, uh, things go well with COVID for you and the continued success in your career. So uh, thank you again. Thank you. My name is Mo Reese. This has been More with Mo. You can find me on Twitter at Mo Triple X or Mox, as some people like to call me. On Instagram, I am the average Mo. Um, if you want to, um, you know, check out the podcast on social media, it's uh, More with Mo on both Twitter and Instagram. Whatever platform you're listening to the show on right now, I'm sure is absolutely amazing. Personally, I listen to SoundCloud, but it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and according to Google, some other places as well. Uh, whatever you are listening to it on, go ahead and like it or favorite it or comment or do whatever you do on there and, you know, help out the show. But if you really want to help me out, if you want to help keep the lights on and, you know, keep me in supply of Lego, go check out my mini vid store, theaveragemopov.com. That's where you're going to see the dirty stuff, you know, the girls that have sucked my dick and uh, that one time I jerked off on Lego. Go check it out. Thanks for listening.